Today's podcast is titled Dealing with the Stress of Being a Business Owner. And today is going to be quite an interesting one because when Diane told me this was our topic for today, I sort of squealed and squirmed inside and went, are you sure that I am the right person to talk about this? Because being really honest, at the moment, I am incredibly stressed. And it's something that I've spoken to Diane about frequently over the last month. And I was like, I can't talk about stress. I am so stressed. I am the worst person to talk to about stress. I've got every symptom going. I'm getting sleepless nights. I'm waking up in the morning going, I can barely function because of this. Um, And people often talk about sort of having multiple businesses and it's stressful. And I'm kind of used to that. I'm okay with that. But buying a house has pushed me over the edge. And because Diane, we've talked about you own um, lots of properties, you own property businesses. And so I'm frequently on the phone going, Diane, what do I do about this? I'm out of control. And this podcast is not about um, sort of buying a house. And, and I don't really want to talk about necessarily buying a house. But sometimes it's other things other than the business that push us over the edge. And I want to start with total honesty and, and my perspective on this. But Diane, talk to us about stress and why it is such a big topic. And if you can help me along the way, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, as you know, I've been trying over the last month. I've talked you down a couple of times, but yeah, it's, it's challenging, isn't it? And when we've got a business and then other things come along, a business is stressful enough on its own or it can be. And then other things come from the outside. They can just pile it on can't they really and we have to find ways of dealing with it and in our cleaning businesses there are kind of clear things that seem to cause us all stress at one point or another whether it's staff issues whether you can't recruit or whether you're having trouble managing your team we've got uh, we've been seeing in the on facebook forums a few times haven't we where managing um mental health issues with, within the team is actually stressful for the business owner and there's been a few cries of what about the business owner's mental health so you know th- there's so much that can cause a stress isn't there whether it's clients paying your taxes the numbers in your business etc etc there's so much that can stress you out in your business so when something comes along like a big life event like buying a house here's a big life event then it, it just adds doesn't it and and makes you realize that you need to deal with it um and i think you know one of the things i've seen from you over the last couple of weeks louise is you you're realizing that you're not feeling in control of events yeah i think and, and this is where i identify with business owners because in my business because there's so little that's out of control when a little bit goes out of control i can deal with it quite easily but and this is where you and I have differed with the house buying process. I am unfamiliar with it. It's totally alien to me. I don't know what's coming up next. I remember one of the big things right at the beginning where I phoned up and I went, Diane, was it even supposed to happen? What should I expect from this process? And, you know, obviously I've got people around me to support me and you have the solicitors, but I don't understand it. And um, it's a one-off event. I'm not going to be buying them regularly. So um, it's hard. And I think as a business owner, when you first go into business, it's, you know, to me, it wasn't stressful because I've got a degree in business studies and economics. It was easy. Every step of it, I understood. But that's not the case for most business owners, is it? Yeah. And and even if you have got the background and, and I was saying, you know, got a degree in business and, and had worked um, in sort of managing a team and everything, there was still an awful lot to learn, wasn't there, um, along the way. And I suppose it, when, when it comes to stress, it's, you know, figuring out what's causing it 
and then deciding how you're going to deal with it is probably the fundamental thing because it isn't always the obvious thing that's causing the stress you know you're people are saying to us oh i can't recruit is that the only stress or actually you know is it that you're not sure of the profitability of your business so you're finding it hard to recruit because you're your offering isn't as effective as it could be because actually you're not making enough money to offer what you should be offering to enable you to recruit. Or more importantly, the stress of recruitment. And, and this is a big one because it's a yeah. really common one. The number of people that are stressed because their business isn't making money. So they think that the only way out of that is to grow out of it. And so if you can't recruit, you haven't got a viable business. And I'm going, no, no, you need to sort out the financial problems and then we can grow the business. But that I think part of the problem is recruitment is the only way to keep growing your way out is the only way to hide the fact that your business is not profitable. Yeah, you can keep you can keep growing. But if you, you you're just adding people to the mix, you're not actually adding profit to the mix. So, yeah, no. it quickly becomes apparent, doesn't it? And you know that it's going on in the background, in the back of your mind, even if you're ignoring the numbers in the back of your mind, you know, it's going on. And that's stressful. You know, even ignoring a problem is actually more stressful than the problem itself sometimes. And it's really hard because I've gone through that. I remember uh, this morning, this morning, that's how recent it was, waking up and going, right, I didn't sleep last night. Do I sit down and just have a nap? And I could I could not work this morning and just, you know, watch telly if I wanted to. Or I can sit and slog through the problem so that my problems go away because at least I've then dealt with it. Um but it depends on how big your problem is. For me, it was filling in a load of forms where I didn't have the information to fill in the form. So it then took further research, negotiating with people. But as a business owner, sometimes it's more than just a few forms, isn't it? It's I've not been paid for three weeks. I've now got all the stress of dealing with um, an angry client. You've got the emotional dealing with that. You've got staff that are not performing at the same time. And you go, well, how is this my problem? And all the emotions of dealing with that. And on top of that, you're physically exhausted from still cleaning. Yeah. And sometimes you're right. There's too many problems and we don't know where to start. It feels like, you know, if there's five or six things that you know are wrong in your business right now, but you you think, well, it's just too many. I can't fix all of them. So I'm going to fix none of them. We just avoid it, don't we? And and that's where procrastination comes in. It's such it's like self-sabotaging almost, isn't it? By I know I've got these five problems to deal with, but rather than just doing one at a time, I'll just ignore all of them and hope that they all sort themselves out. And it, but it's difficult because it's so emotional. And so what's the answer to someone that has that many problems? And I'm sort of sat here going, oh, you know, mine are piling up as well. What is the answer, Diane? Well, I don't think there's any one answer um, other than, I suppose, the first step for me in any problem solving is we have to step back from it. We have to remove our emotional response because that doesn't serve us. You know, just going, oh, my God, you know, this is awful. You know, I feel terrible now. Doesn't solve the problem does it and it it makes it worse for us so if we can just take a step back even almost pretending the problem is somebody else's because often it's easier to solve somebody else's problems than it is your own so you know I'm sure you know if I was if I was buying a house you would be able to talk me through it Louise because it wouldn't wouldn't be your problem you'd be looking at it from outside if you were buying my house you wouldn't be feeling this level of stress and I think you look at me and go Louise why are you even stressed like each of my problems are just little problems Yeah, but they're they're unfamiliar problems. So they feel and because you're not in control of a lot of what's happening, 
it's it's a lot harder to deal with if whereas if it was familiar problems and you're like well I've dealt with this before and I know how to do this and I know what's going to happen next that's a, that doesn't that's not the stress is it the stress is not knowing what's going to happen next having other people doing things and you don't have any control over what they're doing and the unknown as well is really key here it is it, it, for me it's the unknown but going back so we've we've kind of flagged up a few things that cause stress so there's overwhelm with just too many problems there's the fear of the unknown which is probably what I've got a little bit at the moment um what else have we got the actual key triggers yeah so there's the, well there's not not being able to make a decision that that can be something that really holds us back and causes stress and I think that's one of the hardest ones where you go well I've got two options or three options none of them are good options and then you stagnate and don't make any choice because either you're letting someone down with one of them there's you know it tends to be I don't want to take this option because I'm letting someone down but I'm going to take that option but I'm not going to tell them I'm taking that option and oh does the problems get worse from there yeah yeah absolutely no decision is worse than almost worse than a bad decision isn't it Um, so yeah and if you've got choices then just weigh them up (laughs) yeah yeah but but I think avoiding it is never the answer. Yeah, I think you got a slightly dodgy connection there, Diane, but uh, we heard most of that. So don't avoid the problem, which is what we all want to do, isn't it? We, You have a problem and you go, oh, you know, I just don't want to deal with it or making those awkward phone calls. Um, so let's deal with them one by one. So overwhelm, going back to overwhelm, um, you said take the emotion out of it, you know, step back. For me, following on from that, it's write down a plan, you know, take the emotion out and writing it down. As soon as it's out of my head, it doesn't have to keep going round my head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this I think this is common for a lot of things in our businesses. The more we keep in our head, the fuller it gets and the worse it gets and the more it churns around in there with all the other things that are going on, whether it's family or business. And so, yeah, actually writing down a plan as to how you're going to solve the problem is just it's is a good starting point isn't it yeah and do you know why else this helps and again feeling this at the moment one of the fears when you're under a bit of stress is I'm going to drop a ball not yeah. a literal ball but I'm going to drop something really important and similar to buying a house when you're in business there's a lot of legalities there's a lot of things you have to do if you do not submit your tax return on time well good news is you'll probably only get a fine but you know there are serious um consequences to some of the legalities of running a business yeah absolutely and if you're planning then you're making active choices rather than letting things happen around you you're regaining some of that control that is perhaps causing some of the stress in the first place yeah so when you plan it's written down it's out of your head and as things pop into your head you can write it down add it to your plan or your list or um the trello there are lots of planning things aren't there that are really good yeah there's so many things and and you know part of planning is you then need to prioritize and it and it honestly it it, it's therapeutic almost to have a list of things you need to get done isn't it um you know most us in this industry are doers so having a list of you know what you need to do just makes it easy you can just work your way through them methodically rather than having this jumble in your head 
And we did this, didn't we? At the very beginning with the DCBN, we had to put in like project management software um, because, and similar to starting any business, you have got so many different things from finance to marketing. So by having, and what did we use? We used the Microsoft version, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, Microsoft Planner. Is it called Planner? Yeah, anyway, Microsoft Planner, but Trello is a good free option. And the problem you've got is, you know, as, you, as you're running a business, there's so many different things, you almost have to put in dates as to when you need to have done each thing. And it's too much to remember. Um, and you see people with paper diaries with scribbles all over them, and inevitably, they miss things. Yeah. Somehow doing it digitally, it just really helps and you get reminders. Yeah, the reminders are key, aren't they, when it comes to any kind of planning software. Um, and you're right, you know, use a free one. You don't need to, to, to add an expense to your business, which is another stress, um, but use use a tool that's going to work for you. Absolutely. And also, you know, recognize that there's a problem there and just accept that, you know, you're going to deal with it and you're planning for it. And, and yeah, it, it just helps that, you know, overwhelm and, and making you avoid things, really. Um, and you talked about recognizing a problem. Now, obviously, I've just sat here very vulnerably and gone, yes, I have a problem right now. Um, but it's quite hard for people. And, and maybe because I'm used to experiencing stress, uh, my life, you know, there's a lot of things that would be very stressful for other people. So stress in my life is something I've had to sort of deal with in lots of different ways. Um, and I have regular um plans you know I know what to do when it starts to get stressful at the early stages before it becomes big but that's not true for everyone is it what's what's what do you do to recognize stress and how to deal with it at an early stage um what do I do I suppose for me it's I just see my job as a problem solver as a business owner that's my only job is to solve problems constantly so whether it's having a meeting with one of my team and you know talking through their challenges and and just helping them find the right solutions but that's my job so I don't find it stressful that there are problems because okay. I just see that as my job I've kind of removed the and I don't know I don't know in business anyway don't don't don't, don't you know I get stressed about things outside of uh, work but in business in work it's that's my job is to solve those problems so I don't find it stressful because I can plan and put them into place I think so that's great but again like you've you've said this before quite often you don't have techniques you do have techniques and you will there will be a sort of trigger and stress you're just used to it and know how to deal with it and I know that for me the first thing is recognizing it and putting it into perspective so for me what I say to myself is it's a game I'm in business and it's a game it's like a big game of monopoly it's not life or death it doesn't matter. It's not that big a thing. It is just a game. And we need to keep it into perspective. And I sort of say to myself, well, when it gets hard, and it does get hard sometimes, you know, the reason why I will be a success is because I will stick at it when other people will quit. And I almost have to talk myself through, yes, it's hard. And yes, you want to quit. And yes, you don't like it. But the very reason you'll be successful is because it's hard and you're not doing anything wrong. It is just hard sometimes in business. Do you think it also helps to know what the bigger picture is when you're dealing with the day to day? It certainly it always has for me. I've because I've always been thinking, you know, a few years ahead. Um, so I know that if I solve this problem today, I'm just a step forward on my bigger picture, if that makes sense. 
yeah, I think that's a big thing to staying motivated. And ultimately, you know, when we're going through tough times, it is about staying motivated and keeping going at it no matter what, isn't it? Um, and I don't think you should keep going no matter what. You know, you, if something is ridiculous, you do have to stop. Um, <laughs> the bigger picture, having that bigger picture, remembering why you're doing it and putting it in perspective. I think perspective is a really big thing and actually one of uh one of our one of my team um we were having a meeting the other day and she said what I like about you Diane what I like working with you is if I've made a mistake there's never a drama about it we always discuss why it happened and how we can stop it happening again and she said it's just nice to know that I can be honest and work in a, an environment where there is complete perspective on everything it's like well nobody died <laughs> it's fine <laughs> And, you know, I think that's the art of almost becoming a good manager. And this is something that a lot of business owners, particularly cleaning business owners, have have been learning, need to learn, are learning. Um, And what happens is when you've come from cleaning, um, if something's a bit stressful, you're allowed to get stressed. As a manager, you cannot project that stress onto your team because if you start doing that, your team falls apart and without a team, you have nothing. Um, And that's what I see a good manager just almost absorbs the stress of the rest of the team so that they can be stable and do what they do. And they're like, we're like ducks with like, manic feet under the water yeah, going absolutely um, yeah yeah and and one of my managers put it perfectly this morning actually in our meeting where she says you know I'm a bit fed up this week of being a cheerleader for the team <laughs> because that's one of her roles is to always be the cheerleader for the team to oh you know you're doing great and, and this just some you know and my job of course is to be a cheerleader for her because it, she needs that support to be able to do her role but it's true that's we can't always share everything that's going on underneath we have to be calm and we have to be that strong person in the business but in the background that that's difficult yeah and we I find it difficult sometimes as a a business owner because you might go from like I might have just been through a disciplinary with someone where we've terminated their employment and which you know is emotional because when you're doing that you're getting involved in their life you know the consequences of the decision you've just made and in the next minute you've got to motivate a new starter and you've got five minutes transition from one to the next and you go how do I go from I've just wrecked someone's life to whoa this is the best thing ever and you go oh yeah yeah it's almost like you've got a different have to wear a different hat every five minutes in your business isn't it <laughs> it's it's really hard but but going back to it on a personal level as well so um I definitely recognize that when I'm stressed particularly long-term stress so not just a quick I've dealt with this little situation but I'm noticing it I'm not sleeping um I find for me, it's disappearing to the mountains. I want that time away. It's that time to think. And I find as I drive to the Lake District, which can take two hours or Wales, which takes two hours. And then I get my five hours up a mountain and then two hours back again. The first two hours drive is like decompression. So I am running through every problem in my head. And then I get onto the mountain whereby, you know, I'm trying to navigate. I'm maybe getting a little lost. I'm climbing with my hands on the rock. So you can't think about anything else. So then it's sort of blankness. And then as the time goes on, it's like you get this mental unlock in your head, whereby all the solutions to your problems suddenly start to flow in. Does that make sense? Yeah, we've emptied your head effectively, haven't you, in order to make space to make some decisions and solve problems. 
And also for me, being up a mountain, and there is uh, data to support this, when you're up a mountain, you look down on the valley or the town and you suddenly realize that you are a really small, insignificant part of the world. And this really helps for me particularly get perspective because your problems exist quite often in one location. So in a room, in your business, in your office or in one particular house. And when you look down on the whole town and you go, come on, you know. It's tiny. If I moved into a different part of the town, then I wouldn't have those problems anymore. Um, and that really helps me get perspective. And then obviously it's the drive back, having consolidation and or maybe listening to an audio book and forgetting about it all. So I've solved my own problems. I know what I'm going to do. But I've got to say it takes me a lot of time that, you know, that's a nine hour process that I have to do and I find that I don't wait till I'm stressed this is a once a month that I'm going to do anyway because otherwise those little niggles and those little stresses do build up so bearing in mind obviously not all of us can go and climb a mountain so you know are there other options out there that we could maybe sort of you know talk to our listeners and, and viewers about so we know that exercise can it can help you release release the energy um, that's causing the stress can't it so you know exercise is definitely going to be good but obviously you know making time for it when people you know you've got a fantastic husband that will look after the kids while you go off and do that not everybody has that option so how can we sort of snatch those little moments I suppose yeah so I think little moments all over important to build them in um, and say for example I will do little moments with the kids so I will go for a walk or you know I'll take them to the park and our park has a big field next to it they'll play in the park I'll walk around the field and just have those moments um, but it is almost those bigger ones where you do need particularly you know if you're a single mum you haven't perhaps got that support network around you it is almost owning it and saying we often do have family that would look after the kids for a day and say I'm going to take a day just to myself and I think today is International Women's Day and I I think as women we do not we 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 see ourselves as caregivers we take on the worries of the world you know we do everything and we have a real sense of guilt about taking that time to ourselves to spend a day And some people say it's almost selfish for me to go and disappear up a mountain. You know, you could look at it like that. But if I didn't, the consequences, you know, the next month is going to be complete meltdown. I am going to be snapping at my kids. My relationship's going to start to break down. I'm not going to be productive at work. And so... I think it's self-care it's not selfish it's self-care it's self-care but what we say to ourselves is it's selfish now I've changed my mindset I know I need that self-care now okay it doesn't have to be a mountain but it could be a spa day imagine going I'm going to the spa for a day and actually you know if it might be your mum your sister or a good friend that says yeah I'll look after your kids all of our kids have play dates my kids go and play for four hours in return I might have to look after their kids for like a whole day but you know whatever I think most of us do have the opportunity but don't allow ourselves to go and do that yeah and if we do have free time we feel like we've got to spend it with the kids yeah. um, and imagine when actually you need you need time as well leaving your house a mess you know I left my house a mess in the morning I've come back and it's more of a mess and who cares <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah it's it's not the end of the world especially not with what we do 
So Diane, go on, let's get a little bit more personal with you here. Do you ever do like self-care? Do you ever take a day just to do whatever you want to do? Um, yeah, well, I try I try and limit my diary now so that I have quite a lot of free time during the week, not just at weekends, so that it feels like it's real extra time because, you know, the business is closed at the weekends, so I shouldn't have to work anyway. But if I take time off during the week, it feels more indulgent. And I like that. <laughs> you like the feeling of being able to do it. I love yeah. It. It's, it's yeah it's it makes me feel good it makes me feel um successful but also it's vital because I need that space I need the head whatever you know even if it's just silly things like you know because we're over here in France we're doing a lot of work on the house so it'd be like you know we'll go out in the afternoon and go look at go to Brocant which is a like a secondhand furniture and um, which are really popular over here and I like doing things like that so I know that I'm doing it it's kind of productive because I'm looking for things for the house but it's also fun at the same time. So yeah, that's that's kind of, I like to take time out. It's really important. And this is the thing, like you said, well, I don't get stressed, but that's because your habits to prevent stress have become so ingrained that you go, why would I feel stressed? But actually, if you didn't have that time out and you didn't have, like you talked about your big picture, which is the house over there in France, you know, yeah. if you weren't focusing on your big picture and you weren't taking this time out, I think you'd quite quickly feel the stress. Yeah, I, I agree. And and I've been through sort of, you know, the last couple of years since we bought the house over here and moved over here permanently, I thought, you know, am I still working too hard? Do I need to kind of cut back even further? Because, you know, life's not about, you know, work, is it? Like, you know, life's about enjoying it. So, yeah, I've had moments and we've actually had conversations, haven't we, where you said, Diane, you know, <laughs> are you taking on too much? Because, sometimes it's hard to say no to things isn't it and I suppose as business owners not just me but I'm sure other people listening and watching are saying no to things especially as a woman um, is really hard too isn't it adding more and more things you know they say don't they if you want something done give it to a busy person um, and yeah. that's, that's true because a busy person will just keep going and going and going until they pop <laughs> And, you know, I noticed this recently. So obviously I've been experiencing stress for the last month and yet I still took on organizing a charity event. <laughs> and that was three weeks ago. I was like, why? Why would you do that? And yes, I was best placed person in the room to do it. And I wanted to do it, but it doesn't help my stress levels. And no. actually I should have said no. Yeah. So one way of, you know, if you're suffering from stress and feeling overwhelmed in your business or are outside of the business is what can you say no to that's on your list do you have to do everything that's in your head or have been landed on you could you just push back yeah. or say you know okay I'll do that for you but you have to have the kids on Friday afternoon so I can go to the spa you know do at least if you are taking things on do a bit of an exchange of time can we just talk about kids for a second? I know this isn't going to be relevant to every business owner, but there is an awful lot of people in the cleaning industry with kids. And I want to share a, a, a little story that I had sort of five, six years ago. Um, and it was around kids. And I was working part time in my business with obviously with young, younger children. And I remember this awful guilt where I didn't know how to ask my husband to do more. Now, my husband's lovely and will happily do more. And obviously, you've mentioned, you know, Louise, he helps you a lot. 
but that wasn't necessarily always the case. And I remember having sort of a bit of a meltdown and going, you are not helping me enough. And he was like, I cook, I look after the children, I'm doing my fair share. And I was like, you are not taking on the mental load for these children. Like, I'm already running businesses. I'm stressed here. Um, I need you to step up and do more. And we had, like a lot of people, uh, we then had a bit of an argument and he stomped off as will frequently happen we're, we're quite good at communicating and um, so we came back again and he said I'm doing it I'm doing a fair share and I stuck to my guns and was like no it doesn't matter that you are on paper you are doing your fair share but you're not organizing this and unless we relieve some of my mental load I will the only way that I can give is to step back from a bit at work um and I had to write down everything I did and really write it down, not just cooking. The fact that I have to, not even just the shopping, I had to think about what had to go in the meals. I had to think about what was planned for packed lunches. He just rocked up to the fridge and made the packed lunches. But actually it was stressing me out that I had to plan for the week. And I felt like a failure sometimes because I wasn't cooking perfectly healthy meals I was shoving a pizza in the oven um, and there's nothing wrong with that but it wasn't what I wanted to do and I was too stressed to do the planning for the meals to have any other options when it got to sort of a Wednesday evening and I was tired and um, so I had to sit down with my husband and actually that was when we started to outsource to Gusto who actually did the meal planning yes it cost us a bit more I would do it forever. It was the best. Um, and he said, oh, I'll plan the meals. Um, and for a bit he did. And then, but it's things like that, that we have to do to relieve the stress, but it's owning it and recognizing that actually it's more than just what we're doing. It's the, the planning and the mental thoughts that go in behind it. It's the fact that he might do my daughter's homework with her, but I'm the one that does every parent's evening. I'm the one that has to remind him to sit down and do the homework. I'm the one that has already looked up the homework and handed over the supporting books to do it. <laughs> also is reminding him that he has to take her to piano and he just gets in the car and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> even if I'm not taking her, I'm like mentally involved in the whole process. We have a, we have a running joke in our family and Mark's brilliant as well. He does a lot around the house and because our children are grown now. So there's less of that responsibility, but we have a running joke where if we have a barbecue, Mark does an amazing job and gets all the praise, but I do all the shopping, all the prep. And I run things backwards and forwards to him while he's cooking. Yeah. And he's the one that gets all the praise. Yeah. And you, I bet you clear up as well. Or of he, course, yeah. he carries it through to the kitchen is what we get. And yeah. I walk to the kitchen and go, no. <laughs> yeah. So it's a common thing. And I suppose it's one of the things about being in business, not just as being, being a mum, but being in business is the responsibility of it all. You are the one that's constantly thinking about it and worrying about it and, and ultimately taking the blame when anything goes wrong so yeah that can be overwhelming can't it yeah and I think at this point and this is again where we talk about dropping balls and things the mental overwhelm this is where it's planning and I would be looking at taking on a virtual assistant even if it's just for a few hours a day not a day a week when you first start you know someone helping you for four hours a week just doing the things that you hate doing so it might be just processing invoices um what are the things that people don't like Diane sending out price increase letters everybody seems to hate that at the moment <laughs> there's a lot of that going on isn't there well the thing is you've got to actually physically write the letter then you physically got to send it out 
that, but you've also got the mental stress of worrying what's going to come back from your customers, haven't you? So it's like the, the worst job ever in your business, isn't it? Because it has so much of it going on. Yeah, yeah. If you give that task to a VA, they've probably got access to your database of customers. Ask them to put out a price increase letter. They'll do it. You just have to approve it and then they'll send it out. Yeah. There's nothing. It's nothing yeah, difficult. Absolutely, yeah. So, so my main advice to anybody listening or watching is write down everything that is causing you a problem or you know that's a problem you've got to face and then just literally break down each one, one by one and solve it. Um, you know, and we're here for support if you need it. And that's the other thing. Um, in business, no one really understands what you're going through, particularly a cleaning business. You take on a lot of staff very fast as you grow. Whereas we're sat here in the DCBN going, we get it. We have such a big community and the support in there. It's not just that people are lovely. It's that they genuinely understand what you're going through and they're going through the same. And there's an openness and vulnerability that I haven't seen anywhere else. Yeah, completely agree. It's been um, it's been sort of quite overwhelming for us at times, hasn't it? How the community can come to, to support others that, yeah, we all go through challenging times and yeah, it's it's great to have the other people that have been there done it and also have an outside perspective as well is quite useful isn't it yeah so in conclusion if you're going to help me with my problem to be fair I sat down and did this this morning when I hadn't slept last night uh, write a list get on with it um, and I started doing, which again, business owners should do. I started pushing back on the estate agent and solicitor saying, you solve this problem. You solve this problem. It's not yeah. for me to research and solve. You've got to do it. And I think that's what we have to do in business, at home, everywhere. We can't operate in isolation. Yeah. And yeah, just recognize that you can't do everything. You can't take responsibility for everything. But if you've got a list and you, you're just working at it every day, then you'll get there, won't you? Yeah. And it takes time. Stress isn't going to go overnight. It's not just going to click your fingers and go. Even if you disappear up a mountain, unless you start solving those problems, it's not going to long term and build in, recognize that stress is going to happen and build in um, what do you call it? Plans to relieve it. No, yeah. that self-care, me time. Yeah, you need it. Can I confess something? I actually have a massage every month. Like oh. I just build that in every month. I have a regular four weekly booking and I, that's awesome. Yeah, that's definitely, I've never had a massage. Never had a massage? Never had a massage, no. Oh, <laughs> I, I need to get you a voucher. Do you have a massage place around you? No idea. <laughs> oh, I'll get you booked in for a massage. They're the best because uh, apart from it relaxes you completely. So I've done it because I've always done a lot of sport and I've needed sort of massages. But afterwards, I feel a sort of drunkness, you know, a sort of total relaxation, you know, the nice stage of being drunk where it's a little bit woozy and nice and like, oh, the world's wonderful. And like all your problems have drifted away. And so for the next three hours, I feel sort of just nice and like a little bit drunk, like you don't care about your problems. I love that. Oh, so there you go. It's another tip for everybody then. Get a massage. <laughs> I'm more stressed than you Diane see we we never know where these conversations are going to go on these this podcast do we Louise no well thank you very very much and we'll speak again soon bye